This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a fantastic start to your week so far. Uh, The world of Arsenal is creeping ever closer to that transfer window and we're starting to see those transfer stories become ever more frequent. Uh, The Arsenal Transfer News Show or the Arsenal Transfer Show will resume its usual broadcasting on the channel in place of the Arsenal News Show upon December 1st. That's what happens. We start these a month before the window opens and we end them at the day the window closes and it returns to the Arsenal News Show, which you find on your screen right now. So that's when we get underway with the Arsenal Transfer Show. It's just basically a change of name. Not that much really changes. Um, But for the Arsenal News Show today, we are going to be discussing a couple of transfer tidbits so i look forward to looking forward through that with you uh, but good morning everybody joining us live in the chat box hope you're good hope you're well morning to matt g good morning to harvey and red star and carl and manu good morning to youtube user uh, good morning to kevin good morning to paul and uh, olu and good morning to louis and temi and dave as well i hope you had a fantastic start to your week as i hope all the rest of you do indeed uh do drop a like do subscribe if you're new but without further ado uh let me tell you about our latest football prize which of course runs out on thursday however i would be surprised if it got all the way through to thursday because there is only 20 tickets remaining to win a signed uh gabriel martinelli shirt there's also the chance if you get involved to win a couple of instant win prizes such as a signed zinchenko shirt and a signed um granite Xhaka photo montage as well as a lot of other football prizes credits as well so you can get involved with other prizes as well on the website so if you haven't yet got yourself involved link in the description 20 tickets left don't miss out on the opportunity um arsenal's game against brighton on wednesday is going to be very very tricky to find for arsenal fans around the world because it is not being broadcast on uk tv and as far as I'm aware, it's not being broadcast elsewhere, certainly not in Canada in zone. It's not being broadcast on ESPN either. Other Carabao Cup games are, such as Man City and Chelsea. Spurs, I think, are as well. But uh, Arsenal's game against Brighton isn't. 
Uh, I do remember a situation similar to this last year where I remember there were fans, even in the Emirates, streaming the game on their phones on Twitter so that people could try and catch a glimpse of what was going on. How people will tune in to this game, I have no idea, um, but it could be something that we end up discussing in detail. It's a bit of a shame. I'm not going to be at the game. Uh, our correspondent, Kaya Karnak, is going to be there on Wednesday in the press box. So hopefully we have some sort of live blog going on London, so you can keep up to date with all the details of what's going on. But it's very, very tricky to see how people are going to get any kind of updates live. Of course, there should be highlights after the game, but uh, trying to work out what's gone on in the game live is going to be very difficult indeed. I might have to end up watching this game back in full uh, on Y Scout. So that's going to be very intriguing to see how we might get around this problem. Uh, FSG have put Liverpool up for sale. Um, this is an interesting story. Of course, we're just in Chelsea change ownership. We don't know how that's going to affect them in the long term. We don't know who's going to buy Liverpool eventually if someone comes in. Now, it should be said, there aren't, as far as I'm aware, anyone close to buying Liverpool, but FSG are just open to the potential sale of the club. I just think I look at this at the moment and say, well, they've won the Premier League, they won the Champions League, they did what they thought they were expecting to do, they came to the kind of the culmination of that project. And as things start to round off this particular cycle and iteration of the team, it appears that they are done. And it appears that they are now open to selling after winning everything. It made me question whether that would happen with Arsenal and the Cronkies. If Arsenal were to say very fortunately, and we hope, fingers crossed, go on to win the Premier League and the Champions League one day, I wonder if KSE would see that as kind of they've won all that they can win at Arsenal. Um, I think that there's a difference between that. I mean, you look at Manchester City, their ownership, you know, have won the Premier League. They've not yet won the Champions League. Would they leave if they won the Champions League, knowing that they've won everything they could win? I would hope that KSE would, if they were, to be the custodians of the club and see Arsenal win the Premier League and the Champions League one day, want to establish Arsenal as a dominant force in the world of football and for that to continue into the indefinite future. I know that we've had our ups and downs with KSE, but I think we can all certainly agree at this point that their ownership has seen Arsenal move toward the place that it is based upon the full takeover from 2018. So how this affects Liverpool, we'll have to wait and see. But for Chelsea, it's not particularly going all to plan, but it is very, very early on in their reign right now. Ralph Hasenhutl was sacked by Southampton just a couple of games after Arsenal managed to only earn a point at Southampton. Newcastle came along and battered them at the weekend. Goals from Joe Willock and Bruno Gimaraes, etc. Got them that victory, but uh, they will now look towards a different coach. I saw a rumour suggesting the potential Luton head coach is being considered as one of the options. I like the fact that it's good to see some of the lower league uh, managers being considered for the work they've done at that level. Uh, I believe it was the QPR manager that was being considered for the Wolves job before they gave it to Julian Lopetegui. Uh, He actually turned them down, supposedly. So that's an interesting move, and I look forward to seeing how they react. I'm not exactly a huge uh, disliker of Southampton, particularly, so I wouldn't mind seeing them stay up and, and do better uh, if possible, it's not like my dis- I just can't. I can't stand some other teams like Sunderland. For some reason, I just couldn't stand Sunderland. I just feel like they didn't deserve to be in the Premier League. Don't have those same kind of feelings towards Southampton. Uh, Tommy Asu has been called up to the Japanese national side. We provided a um, we provided you with an update on this the other day when we did our preview show for the Brighton game, which you can indeed watch. It's the last live upload on the channel. Uh, but Tommy Asu provided an update through the Arsenal 
uh, website, an update on his fitness is that he's being monitored ahead of the next two games. He could be involved in some stage, so that could be very interesting indeed, uh, if he is indeed in the squad for the next two games, because if he is, it kind of gives you an indication that the injury, of course, was more precautionary than more damaging. And also that Arteta doesn't really have too much of a fuss regarding players and their fitness of the World Cup. I think that's fair. Why should Arteta care about whether or not his players are available for the World Cup? Arsenal are the number one priority, and that's ultimately what matters. Uh, Saliba is reportedly set to start for France in a back three that includes Rafa Varane and Badia Shil. Uh, Arsenal also said, according to Fabrizio Romano, to be growing in confidence, not optimistic about Saliba signing a brand new contract of which they have already put forward an official offer that is being considered by Saliba and his representatives. Hopefully we can bring some positive news on that front in the near future. Brazil's announced their squad as well for the World Cup tournament, taking two Arsenal players, but leaving out Gabriel Magalhaes. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't make the cut and will remain with the Arsenal squad and travel to Dubai for their pre-season tournaments. Well, I say tournaments, kind of round-robin situation. They're playing games against Lyon and Milan before returning to the Emirates on the 17th to play a Spanish team. That's according to The Athletic. But both of Gabriel Jesus and, quite surprisingly, Gabriel Martinelli have made their way into the squads. Very interesting indeed to see Martinelli in there, considering leaked reports that we talked about with you yesterday suggested that Martinelli hadn't made it. Certainly a lesson, I suppose, for all of us to learn. Certainly myself, I actually wrote up an entire piece in preparation for the squad, expecting that leak to be true. And it wasn't. And had to rapidly change plenty of details. It's part of the world of journalism. It's what happens. But uh, very interesting indeed that Martinelli included in the squad. They've taken a bit of a risk, according to Tim Vickery, Brazilian football expert, leaving out Roberto Firmino because they don't particularly have now a natural replacement for Neymar. Uh, Firmino was that natural number nine or false nine replacement that they could have used. They now will be leaning more so on the likes of Martinelli and more so Rodrigo to cover Neymar if he is indeed not there, along with Richarlison as well. Uh, let's move forward to Ibrahim Bamba. Uh, Vittoria central defensive midfielder being linked with a potential £26.5 million move. Uh, a report that comes out, initially I read this through the mirror, but they are referencing, if I can get the correct uh, reference, which doesn't actually immediately stand out to me at all. Um, but he's being linked with a move to Arsenal. Quite expensive when you consider he's a 20-year-old playing in the Portuguese league. But apparently also sides such as Atalanta and Villarreal are making plenty of moves. It just says here that Arsenal are keeping tabs on Vittoria Guimaraes uh, defensive midfielder Ibrahim Bamba. So potentially this is a story from Tom Hopkinson who has written this for the Mirror. I don't immediately see anywhere suggesting it's referencing another article that doesn't stand out to me anyway. But uh, he's a player that signed a new contract recently through to 2025. He will be at the club for that length of time. Do I want to see him join Arsenal? Honestly, I haven't seen loads of him at all, to be honest. Uh, I haven't seen anything of him. I really wasn't aware uh, of Bamba. However, when I see Arsenal being linked with um, kind of these younger options, uh, it kind of makes me think that the club are very much not full of confidence they can sign someone more established to be the competitor to Thomas Partey. Instead, they want to see Arsenal push for a player that has more potential to become a replacement for uh, Thomas Partey in the future. What that says about Danilo's links, what that says about Sambi Lukonga's position and El Nenny's position in the squad, we'll have to wait and see. 
But Ibrahim Bamba is the latest player to be linked. Of course, if we are linked more heavily with him, you can guarantee that we do a tactical breakdown on him as soon as possible. And our headline story of the day is that Fabrizio Romano reporting that Arsenal apparently were put off in January and the summer by Mikhailo Mudrik's price tag. That has only increased since the time that Arsenal were, of course, last interested in the player. The price tag increasing to upwards of 50 to 60 million euros when they were previously put off by a price tag of around 45 to 50 million euros. Arsenal are still, however, very interested in Mudrik and certainly will be keeping tabs on him through to the January window of which they could decide to put in an official offer to try and convince Shakhtar Donetsk to sell. It probably would take a serious amount of negotiation with, of course, a structured deal with significant uh, bonuses and uh, incentives included in that deal, uh, because I don't see Arsenal playing an upfront fee anywhere close to that kind of figure, especially during that winter window. But yes, the price is rather extortionate. Um, But I tell you what, doesn't have to be extortionate is your use of a VPN because with the help of NordVPN you can not only stay safe and secure online but you can also get it at a great price and stay very very safe online whilst doing whatever you need to do all you need to do is go to nordvpn.com slash guna to get your discounts across a yearly or twice yearly subscription but you get four months free included in that and if you don't like it you can get a 30-day money-back guarantee. Of course, you guys know that I had my honeymoon abroad in Mauritius. Wasn't really able to watch Arsenal because my typical broadcasting app wasn't letting me do that. So what did I do? I used NordVPN, changed my geolocation, hopped back over to the UK and watched the game without too much of a problem at all. So they're very useful, very safe, very secure. Do check, of course, the details of your country where you want to use them. Um, but it's certainly a great deal. And a massive thank you again to NordVPN for help sponsoring the channel and helping to make it a better place for you guys to listen to content. Anyway, let's move to the second part of today's show, which is, of course, your questions, which we can talk about after this. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, let's jump into the chat box and see what you guys are saying. I appreciate the the kind words of my smooth segues. Much better than that minute video I used to play. (laughs) So I appreciate the effort that's, uh, that you're appreciating the effort that's going in to try and make it a little bit more seamless integration into our shows. I'm learning from the best, Mr. Elliot Smith. Uh, Manu says, you know what I mean when I say Saliba and Partey, I've got a certain calm trait. Could you name some other players we could get who share this composure? No, is the honest answer. And the reason for this is because 
They are, for me, specifically Saliba, is just on a completely different level to anything else that I know of out there right now. I have to admit, you know, a lot of my work has now meant that my my widespread kind of football watching has been significantly restricted to, to more so just Arsenal, which is fine because it means I get to watch more Arsenal. The World Cup's going to open my eyes, I think, a lot more to a lot more global football and especially potential transfer targets that are travelling for the tournament as well to keep an eye on. But uh, the composure is certainly something that Mikel Arteta loves in a player and would want to see more of. I'm just going to pull this blind down quickly because I feel like I've got the sun bursting into my eyes each time I try and do this. Um, if I can even work out. There we go. Lovely stuff. Much better. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love the composure of those two and I hope that we can have someone as composed in the future. And it's a quality that I think we will look out for more and more in the squad. Uh, Jabu says potentially is also not my preference, but Caicedo at 4.5 million or Kavacchelia uh, at less than 10 million have changed my view. Danilo is starting to look good. It's a great point. You know, some players aren't going to cost you the big bucks. Sometimes if you take a bit of a risk and bring players in for a small amount of money, Gabriel Martinelli, anybody, uh, you can get a very, very, very good player. So yeah, for sure. I think Arsenal will manage to find themselves some very good gems for a smaller fee. We managed to do it during that. So think about it. Think about it. Gabriel, just over 20 million quid. Ramsdale, 25 million quid. Um, Odegaard, 30 million quid. You know, these aren't like record-breaking fees, but they're fees that we've managed to pay for players that are now, without a doubt, starters. William Saliba, 27 million pounds in the team. Tierney, 25 million pounds. Inchenko, 30 million pounds. Now, these are prices for players that I think have certainly, in the end, proven their worth. I think we even look at Granite Xhaka now, the £34 million we paid for him as something rather uh, worth it eventually in the future. Uh, LJ says, would you rather Arsenal signed Mudrik for £60 million, potentially a class addition, or a Wilfred Zaha for 20 to 25 I'd rather sign Mudrik, personally. Uh, Louis says, Tom, what are the main sites you use for gathering player stats, game stats? I'd love to use some really in-depth websites. Um, for a free website, FB Ref is one of the best ones that you can use. That's just FB and then Ref, R-E-F. Uh, really good one. If you want to pay, and it is a little bit expensive, you can use Scout, which is what I use. That gives you a lot more video data and more specific data on players as well. You can tailor it a lot more. You can look at specifics. So what's great about that is, is that I could go to a player get their pass map up from a game. I can click on an individual arrow for one of those passes and it will bring up the video from that specific pass. It's very good, um, but it is a little bit expensive. It's certainly one of the things that sponsorships and you guys and the members watching the channel enable us to use for our tactical breakdowns. It's one of the investments that we use for the channel. So yeah, uh, if you want to pay a little bit of money, you can use Scout. but FB Ref is a good free option for you if you want it. Uh, Matt G says, with White, Tommy, Zinchenko and Tierney, do we have the best collection of fullbacks in the league? It's a great question. I mean, Manchester City have what? Cancelo, Sergi Gomez, Carl Walker, and I'm struggling to think of another. I guess Ake plays at left back sometimes. We have a very good collection. Uh, you know, I think that you can, I haven't even mentioned Cedric, you know, in there either. Uh, but we have a very, very good uh, collection. What I would say is that we do kind of lack a a level of quality with those players you've mentioned, White, Tommy Zinni and Tierney, that's more of an offensive styled right back. We don't really have that option other than Cedric, who just well isn't very good in short. So I think that could potentially be a problem. Uh, half South Africa, what about a tactical breakdown on Danilo? We have, I th have we done one on the channel a while ago? I feel like we may have 
done one on Danilo. I can, of course, do an updated version. I'm just quickly checking in the playlists for Tactical Breakdown, but I'm sure that we potentially maybe even did one. Uh, I'm looking here at the Tactical Breakdown playlist. I'm looking at the players that we've done because we've done so many of these shows over the years. It's impossible to know ultimately who we have and haven't uh, looked at. But no, I'm not seeing Danilo on that list. So yeah, I'm sure that we can look potentially more at Danilo. One uh, to add to my list as we get closer to the January window. Don't worry, during the World Cup is when I'm going to start focusing more on tactical breakdowns right now with the football still going on. Um, you know, it's uh, it's not going to change at the moment. Uh, Gerald says, Tom, have you heard the reports about Arsenal scouting Gakpo against Ajax this past week? Uh, Arsenal scout a lot of players. Um, it wouldn't shock me at all if they've gone to watch him or any other players during that game. It's a great game to watch young talent. So it's unsurprising that they would be out there watching that game. Um, but they've watched a lot of players around the world, like Endrick, the Brazilian kid. Arsenal have been out to scout him. So yes, uh, unsurprising indeed. I says, Tom, uh, where did you get your shirt? I love it. Shogun Audio, mate. Um, shout out to Friction. Uh, Danoku says, Hi, Tom. I had lots of arguments with some of the friends back home in Nigeria where the defensive midfielder is a six or a number four, which is correct. Uh, the Ajax number system would suggest that it's a number six. However, not all number systems are the same. So it depends on which one you're going by. But I use the Ajax number six uh, system, which is a number six is the defensive midfielder. Uh, Lynn says, Tom, if Edu was uh, to top up our winter budget by dipping into the summer budget to get closer to the women winning the Premier League title, would you go for this as the quality of players are going to cost more? I think that, Lynn, what we have to understand is that they are going to bring forward certain plans from the summer forwards. The understanding is that there is an intention to take advantage of this opportunity that we've given ourselves to be as high as we are. And we don't want to miss out on potential reinforcements in January. I think the club know that with the Europa League knockout stages, the cup competitions and with potential injuries and the competition of Manchester City's deep squad, that we are going to have to reinforce if we want to give ourselves the best chance possible. Uh, King says, Tom, do you think it is intentional that we have Tommy, Ben, Saliba, Gabby, Partey and Xhaka all over 6.1? uh 6.1 what is that i don't know what that means king you may i mean i might be being an absolute idiot 6.1 what uh do let me know clarify that for me king because i don't know what you mean uh, is says one of the players that was uh that claimed to re- uh claimed relaxed trait is uh Mike michelle elise or michael elise uh, i don't understand why we aren't going for him to compete with saka uh, Elise is a very, very talented young player. Another Ben White-esque interviewee as well, if you haven't yet watched that one from the weekend. Heights. Oh, of course. Thank you. That's what 6.1 means. I was thinking, see, this is where you need to help me out. If you'd have put six with the little apostrophe one, I would have known what you meant. But the 6.1, I was like, what? <laughs> what is that? I was thinking, like, you must be talking about fantasy price. That must be what he was talking about. But yes, height. Is it a coincidence? No, I think if you, I think there's an interview that Edu did after the 2020, the 2020 transfer window. I think he did an interview on Arsenal.com when we signed Gabriel and when we signed Partey. Uh, what we did was is that Edu spoke about how that it wasn't a coincidence that we were signing more physical players. Arsenal wanted to become more imposing, a lot more combative. Uh, so yeah, it's not a coincidence at all, King. Uh, it's certainly a strategy that's been put in place by the club. Uh, Max Stays Black says, uh, Tom, we should recall Flo Balogun. Why? Why should we recall him? He's playing every week. He's scoring goals every week. Get, let him play. 
I never get the idea of recalling a player if they're playing every week for their loan club. I, I, only in absolute dire circumstances, like when we brought back uh, Coquelin from uh, Charlton. That's the only time I would ever be tempted to bring someone back if we were absolutely in dire straits. We're not in dire straits. We've got Gabriel Jesus and we have Nketiah, who's not you know, particularly doing great at the moment, but we're not in an injury crisis up top. I also think we need to bring in a forward player in January and bringing Flo Balogun back, uh, back is only going to stop us from you know, bringing a player in. So no, I, I would not be bringing Flo Balogun back at all. Uh, and I, It does frustrate me a bit when I think people underestimate what that does to a player that's playing every single week. Uh, let's go to um, Jason says, please, can you rate the three Gabriels season so far from best to worst? I don't like the idea of saying it's from best to worst. I think it's from best to not the best because <laughs> they've been great. Uh, Gabriel Jesus, I think I would give an eight at this point. Gabriel Martinelli, I think I would give a um, 8.5. And Gabriel Magalhaes, I'd give a 7.5, I think is what I would do. So I think it goes Gabriel, Jesus, Martinelli. I think Martinelli's been great. I think he's taken his game to another level this season. And if it wasn't for Jesus's, um kind of gold drought, I think that maybe he would be rated higher. But uh, yeah, for me, it goes Gabriel, Jesus, and Martinelli. That's how it works. Uh, let's go to YouTube user, <laughs> who hasn't got a name, so it just comes up with YouTube user. It says, Tom, I have a feeling they have players identified that we know nothing about, and someone will come out of nowhere. Also, the line out tomorrow will tell us a lot of what the plans are. Yeah, I, I think it may have some impact. I think we might go on. I think people are underestimating how strong we might go tomorrow, actually, because I think it's important that we have the game in December on the 20th and the 21st, whenever we will play that fourth round fixture if we go through. I think it's important that we get we get that game because otherwise you've got a nine-day gap between your last friendly and Boxing Day. I'd quite like to have a game competitively to ease us into the Premier League restart. So I would like to go through on Wednesday and I would like to go relatively strong as well because we've got a World Cup coming up. We've got one more Premier League game and then that's it for a World Cup. So I don't think we need to rotate heavily at all for this game, uh, really. I wouldn't even mind if we saw a starting eleven go in, to be fair. Uh, but in terms of do, the, the, you know, the players that are identified that we don't know about, absolutely. You know, We only find out little glimpses of Arsenal's overall plan from agents from intermediaries from clubs from leaks you know that's how we find out that's how i find out about certain things is through uh speaking sometimes to the agents of players or whether it's speaking to uh people that are close to the player like from a personal level sometimes things uh, get found out that's you know reports upon uh the Tielemann situation reports upon the lokonga situation you know using a couple of contacts i had that's how i was able to report on them so you're not going to find out about everything. It's impossible for everything to, to you know, happen. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, let's go to um, uh, scrolling down. Nav says, Kavac Skelia is a really good player. I saw him play for Napoli in the Champions League. He's a class uh, one. I would love to see him here, to be honest. Yeah, he's kind of the flavor of the season uh, doing so well for Napoli right now. What I would say is that, I think we've been doing this show for a long time. We've been doing these shows. We've been doing the channel for a long time. Every year, there is a new flavor of the season. You know, there is a new player that is like, oh, he's doing really well over here. We're being linked to him heavily. We should go and sign him. And then when they move, sometimes it doesn't always work out. So I think it's important that we remember to stay a little bit more chill. I remember Basuma, not done anything at Spurs. Uh, I'm not saying that that would be the same for Kavat uh, Shelia, but... Uh, 
I just think it, we need to be... Don't just get sucked into the hype around one player because every season we get linked with someone that we think is great and then they move somewhere else and they don't tend to do all that well. Remember the whole Emi Buendia situation? like that. I think that was one that we got far too carried away with as well. Uh, Morgie says, Tom, any thoughts? I understand it's early in the season plus injuries, the World Cup break, and I don't want to overhype this, but I really do think that City have a small chance of the league this year. Um do you mean Arsenal have a small chance of the league this year? I think City have got a big chance of the league this year. But yeah, Morgie, if you meant Arsenal, yeah, we actually have a small chance. I'm, I haven't said at all that we don't have a chance to win the league. We, we're top of the league, mate. We absolutely have a chance. And with City also with Champions League focus at the end of next se- end of this season, who knows what we're going to be able to do? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Aribi says, two questions. Tom, did you notice Xhaka was intentionally riling up the Chelsea players? What are your thoughts? Also, when considering signings as competitors will cost money, uh, yeah, it's going to cost us big money to be able to do that. But if we're in a position where we you know, want to raise our levels to the top of the table, you've got to start being in a position where you're doing that. So, uh, yeah, being competitive costs money. It's part of it. In terms of Jack arriving at the players, I thought he was doing it quite cleverly, not getting involved, not pushing, just kind of smiling at Kovacic and uh, I think it was Chalaba, you know, I've no issue with that. Waste. It was a really good time-wasting tactic. I don't know if anyone picked up on the fact that it was all done to waste time at the end of the game. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, Dave, absolutely. Uh, Dominic Zobosla is a great example. Although what I would say is that I just, I feel sorry for the guy. I don't think he's necessarily been able to be used in the best possible way at Leipzig. Um, I hope he goes somewhere and can really, uh, really smash it. Locatelli, another great example, Matt. Absolutely. Um, let's go down a little bit more. Uh, Derek is YouTube user. I will try and remember that, Derek, uh, the best I can. Uh, TJR says, Xhaka did the classic points at the scoreboard. <laughs> yeah, always. You have to do that. The classic Ben White, what was it? Um, 2-0, I think it was at the time, against, or 3-0, was it, uh, against Spurs? can't remember. I've already put uh, a win against such a small side to the back of my mind these days. Uh, Sohan says, should Wenger come back for a role like uh, Sir Alex Ferguson at United on the directory board? I think he deserves it. I think that Arsene Wenger should have a place in the Arsenal hierarchy if he wants it. I think the door is always open to him. Um, but I don't have a problem if that doesn't happen. You know, I, I'm fine with everything that's going on at Arsenal. And Mikel Arteta has said significantly and, you know, committedly that the door is open to Wenger. I think the more so it's been on Wenger than the club. I don't think the club have closed the door on Wenger at all. I think it's been more so Wenger has been hesitant about returning. I think he was very hurt about how things ended at Arsenal and that's been difficult for him to kind of get over, which I understand because apparently it was pretty cutthroat towards the end of his time at the club. So uh, I, I have no ill feeling towards his irritation at Arsenal because I would understand that he would feel that way. So I think it's been more down to him not jumping at the chance to come back. I don't think he's even been at the Emirates since he left Arsenal as of yet. Very difficult indeed. I can imagine it would be very difficult. Absolutely. Uh, Coop Dog says, do you think we should go for an experienced winger like Trossard? I do lean towards Arsenal signing someone that's of a, another, not project, but, you know, someone younger, someone that can compete. Someone's going to be here for the long term. I kind of like the idea of a, a 24 to 25-year-old than a 27, 28-year-old or a 30-year-old like Zaha, 29, 30-year-old like Zaha. So, you know, I think that's what I prefer Arsenal to go for, to be honest, to be more established. Ian Wilson or Trossard? Trossard, absolutely. 
Um, Wilson's far too injury prone for my liking. Uh, Christian says, I got inside information that Xhaka's brother has been playing instead of Granite, hence why you've seen the turnaround. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, his, his brother is, is just not of the same level at all, at all. Uh, let's go to uh, MVR who says, how about Viktor Siganov uh, for Saka in competition? Don't know much about him at all. Um, so I can't suggest uh, that would be a good option either. Um, let's go for a couple more before we leave off. Alan says, what about a cheeky move for Kulisevsky in the summer? <laughs> Imagine. Uh, Jason says, is 50 million enough for the January transfer dealings? How much would the Cronkies need to invest? I don't think that 50 million is enough for bringing two players. I think 50 million gets you one of the players we need. I think you're looking closer to 75 million pounds worth needing to be spent. I think we need to bring in one significant reinforcement in the forward line, which is going to be a big signing. And I think the 20, 30 million pound bid for a midfield competitor is the other one. So I think 75 to 80 million actually is what we're going to need to invest, to be honest. Uh, Mohammed says, Tom, we cannot sign all young players. We need some experience. Uh, to be honest, you know, I said 24 to 25. I think that's important. And I think that experience is a massively overrated quality. No, not overrated. I think experience is misunderstood. I think the term experience just gets lazily attached to 28 plus players or 27 plus players. No. Martin Erdegaard is an experienced player. He's been playing senior football since he was 16. He's been on the circuit for seven years at the top level. You know, that's experience. Gabriel Jesus at 25 has won four Premier League titles, as has Zinchenko at 25. That's experience. You know, Ben White's been playing in the Premier League before he joined Arsenal. William Saliba's had great experience out on loan for a number of seasons. Is now an international as well. That's experience at 21. Experience, depending on age, is an incredibly overrated factor. Experience in itself is, I think, a misunderstood trait. And I think actually Arsenal should be looking to sign winners, players with the experience of winning things, players with the experience of playing at the elite level, not for 10 years, but for a few years, I think is strong enough. You know, I, I just think this whole experience argument of signing 28 pluses is, is a bit outdated. And I think that actually what Arsenal need to do is look in the more 23 to 25 bracket of players if you want to sign experience. I think you're better investing in this kind of bracket than the 27 pluses to get experience. Just just my personal view on that one. Anyway, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. It's been a genuine pleasure, as it always is. Do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe to the channel. Do watch our preview show from yesterday. Uh, that is up and available for you to watch. It's the last live upload on the channel, so make sure you go and check that one out. I uh, also joined Mo and Shaheen and Lev in yesterday's Arsenal Lounge as we looked back on the game. Tonight, no show tonight, I don't think. Uh, but tomorrow morning, of course, I will return for you guys, as always, with another morning episode to round up all the latest Arsenal news of the past 24 hours. Uh, and then on Thursday, I think that uh, we should have a reaction to the Brighton game. If, of course, I've been able to manage to catch the game in any way. The same to you. How we're going to manage to watch this game, I don't know. But we're going to have to find some way of doing it. So I look forward to uh, tackling that challenge with you. Uh, anyway, have a fantastic Tuesday. Uh, enjoy it and uh, stay safe, stay well. I will see you very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal.
It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.